and I used it on Saturday, but I'll just refine it again. Thanks for coming, because the recovery idea inspires me a lot. So uh, there's a statement on page 64 of the big book of recovery that says, um, being convinced that self, yes, manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its meaning self's common manifestation. So he's describing us and self as different, yeah? There's self and us. So let's say we're the us, yeah? And then there's, a, let's say it's a parasitical movement or, or a foreign installment, however you want to coin it. It's best if you can coin it in a way that you, it pictures you as something other than it, because that's, that's how the freedom is really entertained. You can't be free as a self. It's impossible. But you can be free from a self because there isn't one. Yeah? So the freedom from a self is really a fact. It's, a, it's prior to all the other activities we, we believe are happening. And it's unsullied by all the activities that come after. Yeah? What happens is we are in the act of being identified as a self, which is a verb right now. Yes? So there's, the mental process is sort of narrating this event called our life, or life, yeah? We tend to wake up and it's there, and then it starts, uh, you know, doing what it does, which is basically like narrating a football game that goes on and on and on and on, yeah? And so, uh, and it's, you've been listening to it so avidly, you call it you, really. So you're, in a, and in listening to it, you're actually disengaged from the game of life yourself. Yeah? You're so interested in the narration about the day, you're not really seemingly in the day. Yeah? And what I found is much, what, mostly what you're in in today is yesterday and tomorrow, if you're listening to the mental state. And most people are because they think it's about them, and they think it's them that's talking about them. And that's the act of being identified as a self, yeah? Now, I would immediately have immunity to the act of being identified as a Stanley if I'm not a Stanley. And I'd have an immediate, immediate immunity to the act of being identified as a Craig if I'm not Craig. So it's not that the act of identification is that incredible. It's more like, it's not the movie that's good, it's the audience's believing in the movie. Yeah? So when you think it's about you, you're quite a devotee of the thought system. When you see it may not be about you, you'll lose interest in the thought system. In a way that actually works, because if the thought system tries to lose interest in the thought system, that's the thought system. That's interest in the thought system. So there's a statement in recovery, to me the biggest, it's the unspoken step of AA, which is quit playing God. And so... If that which is talking as you right now hears the message, quit playing God, and that is what's playing God, how are you going to get out of playing God when playing God is going to be the one quitting playing God? That would be playing God, wouldn't it? And where would that end? Where would there be a link where that would stop? It would just go on and on and on and on. So I want to get out of me, and then there's another I that wants to get out of the I that wants to get out of me, and there's another I, and that's being in it. See, that's the whole freaking point. 
we believe our we believe I don't know what we believe really. Let's say I have believed that you know I'm doing actions that are going towards things, but then in time you realize your most of your actions are actually a moving away from something that you're not really seeing. You know what I mean? You're moving away. Like all your desires to become something is really a desire to unbecome what you believe you are in a lot of ways. Yeah? So there's always a movement. We don't see we don't see the propulsion. We see this movement, but we don't see the movement that compels this movement. Yeah, which is a belief. So when I'm trying to it's like when I was out there, I had a strong belief, let's say I'm a fraud, and everyone is a fraud. So it's actually an authentic every person is a fraud taking themselves to be a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that idea of being a fraud would be something I didn't want to be, so I'd be feeling it all fucking day. While I was in the effort of not being a fraud, I'd be more fraudulent than I ever was. You don't see it? Self can't get out of self. That's the whole point. Self can't get out of self. So how could self, how could you... So how could you get out of self? You can't get out of self as a self, but you really want to get out of self. Well, <laughs> if you see you're not a self, that's getting out of self. But how, it, how you get out of self is realizing you're not in self. You do not get out of self by trying to get out of self. That doesn't work. You realize you're not in self, and that's being out of self. That's so beautiful because it doesn't take any freaking time. Because the effect that you're going to fall into isn't a produced effect. It's a cons- constant state. You're constantly in the state of not being identified as a self. <laughs> constantly. And yet, that, that state of not being identified as a self is constantly listening to a state that's constantly talking as if you are a self. You see? So, that which isn't a self becomes seemingly identified as a self, listening to the narration of life based on self. And that's called self-centeredness. And it's a perfect description of the system we're living under. It's centered on self. (laughs) That's the whole point. So, if you're relying on that system, which is a failed system, it says it very clearly in the book, uh, if you read the book, read it, you know, and then open up to possibilities. There'll be different downloads of what's being said there. You don't have to buy the fucking, you know, the dogmatic view. Open your mind. The mind is what precedes everything. The mind is what hears and makes a scripture. Not the scripture makes the mind. The mind makes a scripture. So you hear, it says, why are you in so much fear today? Freaking ask to answer the question. Why are you in so much fear today? And he goes, well, wait a minute. Isn't it because self-reliance failed you? So he gives you the answer. Because you would go off on tons of reasons why you're in fear. (laughs) But none of them would hit the mark because you wouldn't get relief from fear. You'd become a professor of fear. You would know fear. You know it, but you'd still be in fear. What's the fucking point of that knowledge? Like it says, self-knowledge avails us nothing. Exactly. Any knowledge claimed by self will avail you nothing. Now, knowledge of self has value, but self-knowledge doesn't. You see the difference? If you learn about what you're not, that's fucking pretty good. Yeah, if you're trying to learn about what you are from what you're not, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So it says, why are you in so much fear today? 
well, I don't know, uh, I don't have much money, this person's there, that person looked at me a strange way, they haven't called me every half hour on the hour, I'm losing them. <laughs> All these, this is the fears. But he says, no, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? And I go, well, how could that be? Well, you were just demonstrating self-reliance. You were relying on the thought system that was telling you she's not in love with me <laughs> But some insane false evidence that was appearing real to you, which is the acronym for fear. You want to know, when we're talking about self-reliance, get the activity of it. Why do you, people throw it around, oh, self-reliance. What is self-reliance? What is the activity of it? Because knowing something here doesn't fucking work. You have, have to have a sense of it, because it's an activity. It's not a thing. It's an activity. The act of being identified as a self is an activity your mental process is in right now. You cannot, you're not stopping and then describing running. It's running all the fucking time. Yeah. So, is it why? Isn't it because self-reliance failed you? So, what was provoking the fear? I was believing what? Thoughts about some situation that wasn't true. So, a false evidence was pouring in and I was taking it to be real, and then suddenly, something that is incredibly, completely, never not so false, can appear to be true to me. And then I will have a reaction to it as if it's true, and it will flip me out, when nothing fucking happened. It's all been up in here. It's all been in this little porno theater. So, says, perhaps there's a better way. What's the better way? Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. All right, how do you trust finite self? Is there a finite self that you, you know, rest your arm on? No. You're believing the thought system. That's where you trust finite self. The self is an activity of thoughts. Yeah? That's where the reliance on self is. You're a devotee to the thoughts in your head. And those thoughts now, because of the faith that you're giving them, can produce effects out of the imaginary places. Out of what's not happening. If you're fucked today, it's very rarely based on today. It's based on last week or next week. Really, literally, isn't it? The exact nature of a wrong is an activity. It's not a thing. It never happened, it can seem to be happening to us. Yeah? You get evidence of it all day. When someone feels like that they're in heaven at 9.05 and then Armageddon started at 9.07, there should be some suspicion around that. How could something change so dramatically when nothing happened? Yeah. So the whole point of non-duality, in a sense, is hopefully the place you would arrive at through the program. That's the starting point. All the arrival is your arrival at with that which is prior to everything, not after everything. Your arrival is weird because it would think that you would arrive at some place in the future, but you actually arrive at the in inherent state. Yeah? So it looks like you spent time getting somewhere, but where you get to is of no time. And then when it dawns on you, realize it's always been that way. None of this ever really fucking happened without my believing it. 
So this is self-centeredness, like a frame. Let's say this one side is beliefs, yeah? This side's memory. This side's conditioning. This side is the thought system. So the thought system is self-centered. This is the whole point is that. And all this activity reinforces the sense of being a someone. And when this gets any information, it neuters the information to fit around the frame, not to break the frame. Yeah, it wants it to fit around. If it doesn't fit around, if it can't absorb it, it will fucking deny it. Yeah, just like you can have a miracle at 10 in the morning, you forget it by 11, but you're obsessed over resentment for 30 years, it never happened. There's a huge bias going on. This is not an even, open, level playing field. It's totally biased. When you're feeling good, it gets flipped out. When are they going to figure out I'm a fraud? When you're feeling bad, it's the start of a lifelong depression. You want that to be the theme setter for your whole life? The only reason why we can't entertain turning it off is because we're identified as it. Like we had a statement the other day by a great master, he says, being reality, and that's all that it is, is being reality. You are not reality, you're being reality. It's a verb, it's an activity. Yeah? Being reality, we forget that, and now we talk, we entertain the gaining of reality, but the way we see it is, the only way we'll gain reality is if we die. So no one's going to be really rushing to the goal post because they get, if I ever find reality, I'm gone. So I'm going to look like I'm looking for reality, but I'm really not looking for reality because if I find it, I'm gone. Yeah? Do you see that as a conflict? Do you know what I mean? You're set up to lose, and how is the losing going to appear? In time. And one of the greatest playing fields it's going to play on is your searching for the truth. Because you are the truth. The best way to hide that is to search for it. I've been thrust for the last few weeks running into these frames, this part here, where... This little horse never thought it could go beyond the corral. <laughs> Life has decided to push these fences apart. <laughs> and the horse is sort of like, has the ability to run, but it's been so conditioned it's going to stay in there. It doesn't want to really gallop. And it has all the opportunity, has all the ability, but it's been used to being in this little corral, or like whatever they call it. Yeah? So you don't even need a gate or a fence or a prison anymore. You'll stay there. <laughs> and then the worst thing is, is when someone has, in a sense, agreed to stay there and then they bitch about it all fucking day. I hate those fucking calls. You know, they want to, they want to, it's like my mother, when my mother for the last years, how she produced as much guilt as possible on all her little kill, children was, she always wanted to go Hawaii, to Hawaii, and no one ever bought her a ticket to Hawaii. So every year, she would be bitching about, none of my kids have bought, and so finally we bought the ticket. Did she go to Hawaii? No. She didn't want to go to Hawaii. She wanted to bitch about not going to Hawaii. When, we, when she was put on the dime, she didn't go to Hawaii. 
This is what it's like. People are singing, the, oh, I want to be free. Fuck that. They don't want to be free. They want to be free as that which can't be free. That's a perfect, that's the safest place in the world to want to be free from. From that which cannot be free. You can get all these, but there'll be no uncomfortability, no nothing, because it's already set in stone. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Wanting to be free, it's, people want to want to be free. They don't want to be free because it would be their own absence that's at stake. So, see it. Find out the exact nature of wrong. If you entertain it, and the relief stabilizes over a long period of time, you're on to something. That's as simple as that. And to me, it's become the last answer. I haven't looked for any other answer, and that's the only answer that's ever been the last answer in my life. Is this what I'm entertaining right this moment? Yeah? Haven't looked for anything else. Haven't wanted to turbocharge it. I don't want to put, go to extreme message. I don't want any of that. I've lost all need for the, to be liberated, because what needs to be liberated is not you. It's that which you're not. Yeah. I've been trying to escape from this place my whole fucking life. Addiction, spirituality, everything. And you know what? The greatest, the greatest escape is no escape. <laughs> You've never actually even been here. That's why you can totally be here. And you'll never get gypped. I'm not gypped one fucking second of any day ever now. I'm here because I don't entertain the insane idea I could be anywhere else. Seriously. I'm not trying to get into the moment because you can't be out of a moment. I'm not trying to get out of self because you can't be in a self. That works. The solution will not demonstrate. It may express in time, but it's not based on time. The solution is timeless. The solution is inherent. The solution is prior to everything else. This is not freedom from bondage after the bondage. It's freedom from bondage before the bondage. Yeah? Before the bondage, there's, no, there's never been bondage. That's where the freedom lies. It's not after the bondage. Because sometimes the freedom after the bondage becomes a form of bondage. Remember when you started to meditate? It was great. It still is cool. But then, if you missed your morning meditation, your whole day would be like, you have to run home at 12. You know? It was all fucking you playing God. The meditation was totally, totally distorted, misdirected. Now it was, now it was another form of bondage. This is what happens. This is our Midas touch. When we touch something from here, we neuter it. We've neutered the aliveness of awakeness. Yeah? We think it's going to be an event that's going to make all the other events in our life make sense. It's not an event. It's always happening. Always, always happening. Like Ramana says, you're always realized. Always. I mean, always realized. What could find any difference in that? The thought system. And that's what we mostly listen to. It says, I think I should be a lot better if I was awake. No, this is exactly how you're fucking appearing right now. <laughs> and it's not even the way you think you're appearing. It's more the way other people think you're appearing. Yeah, because the only person I know is of you is here, not in there.
So the proof is in the pudding. You'll know the tree by its roots. If you start traveling lighter for a long period of time over a lot of different fucking destiny geographies, you're on to something. Keep entertaining it. Yeah. You'll be available because you're present. And that will allow you to be of service. Without any effort or thought, you'll be of service because you're available, because you're present. You're awake to being awake. I mean, how do you feel when you get out of self? Doesn't that feel like an expansion? You feel more available. You feel, let's say, lighter. It's like basically you're taking like a wet overcoat off, or something is, and you feel like you can stretch your arms and shit like that. But see, the tenaciousness of the mental process is that it claims whatever it comes in contact with. And it will claim its own absence and write a story that it was there having the experience of its own absence. It will. I've seen it. It will take an epiphany. The epiphany will... You'll, you can see the moment an epiphany is, is claimed by the thought, I'm having an epiphany. Then the epiphany ends. Fucking at that second. As soon as you seem to show up, there goes the epiphany. <laughs> You don't see it? I mean, if you have a lot of fires in your life, and you've been at every one of them, maybe you're the fire starter, you know? That would lead you to some kind of investigation. Wait a minute. I'm constantly in resentment, but maybe you're the resentment. (laughs) Maybe resentment is projecting resentments out on situations. (laughs) Could be. I don't know. (laughs) So see the thoughts. If the thoughts aren't yours, you'll lose interest in them. Seriously. If you... Would you spend any time today thinking about an incident in Stanley's life six years ago like when he went to the... uh, He could have gone to one cafe or the other cafe and it was a huge decision, or should he take the bike or not the bike on the next trip, yeah? Would you go there, would you listen to that station, that little audio book, if it wasn't about you? Fucking no way. It's not, the, it's not like it's a great story, it's about you. That's the juice, that's the glue. It's identification. The act of being identified as that which is being narrated about. That's why we seem to be stuck with the narration, because we want to hold on to the narration as long as we can have that hold on to that person. And we live this eternal hope that it's going to get better somehow. You know, that I'm going to finally arrive, or someone's going to actually see how special I am. Literally, if you had the thoughts that are here, you do have the thoughts that are here. They're just held as yours. That's the only difference. We're basically, we have subscribed to the same radio station. All, every one of us, 
<laughs> some of us, we got it in different languages. Some of us, it's mostly English. So basically, we got the stock version. And if you listen to it with a certain unconscious manner, it's going to produce a sense of being the one it's all about. And that's going to keep you subscribing to the station because it's all about you. Now, if you suddenly get a big news flash and then what you were taking to be a, a narration of you was suddenly about Stanley, you would be bored as fucking hell. And you'd say, start looking for another station. <laughs> but if it flashed right back to Paul again, you'd go back into your trance. You'd just go to sleep on your little pillow and listen to about Paul all day. Wouldn't you? Really. You would, you would, you would kill someone to be right for Paul. Yeah, you'll defend Paul's opinion, unbelievably. You very rarely will you know, defend Stanley's opinion. You know what I mean? <laughs> you will be able to give out incredible advice, but you can never receive the same advice as Paul. But you can give great advice to Stanley. <laughs> but as soon as the advice is turned on you, it seems to be like a fucking you know, tragedy. <laughs> you can't get through it. Why? God, you're there. You are reality. You know? You are reality. You are that which allows false evidence to appear real to. You are the reality that false evidence appears real to. How could false evidence ever seem to be real unless it appeared real to what's real? What's... The thoughts aren't being broadcasted out, are they? It's like a insular radio station, isn't it? You seem to think they're private. It seems like there's only one audience that the years and years of narration is about. There's only one audience that needs to be convinced. It's not trying to convince everyone in the fucking world. It's attempting to convince this seeming you. Yeah? Why is that? And how could false evidence appear real unless it appeared real to what's real? That's our activity. We're believing what's not so and living as if it is. That drives us to fucking drink and use and tons of other things. See the exact nature of the wrong and I guarantee there'll be relief and that relief will stabilize and your new balance will not be irritable, restless and discontent. It will flip over into an ease and comfort somewhat. Yeah? You won't be fighting with, you know, you'll really actually be able to live the serenity prayer. You will accept the things you cannot change and have the courage to change the things you can. And, you know, having the wisdom to know the difference. It just comes almost natural. Yeah? And all of it does. It's like more like page 84 when they describe... You will cease fighting everyone and everything. You know, the problem will not exist for you. It will happen without any thought or effort on your part. That doesn't sound like a pro program of action. That sounds like a program of expression. You're now being an expression of a shift. Yeah? You're not forcing the shift. You're not doing anything to promote it. You're just the, you're just the expression of it. Yeah? It's happening with no thought or effort. That writes you out of the whole story, doesn't it? And that's when the story gets great, when you're written out of it. Yeah. Then the problem will not exist for you. That's an incredible traveling way. 
And if it can switch to it doesn't exist as you, that's when it stabilizes. Yeah? When you still are sensing you as a self, then you will have experiences when it will not exist for you, but it will still exist as you. So when you see you're not that, then it doesn't exist as you, and that's a state, not an experience. That's reliable. You can rest there. Yeah, you really can. So, hmm? what did I say? Uh, <laughs> oh yes, yes. All right. So there's a statement in page eighty-four, eighty-five that says the problem will not exist for you, meaning the problem of alcoholism. Yeah. So that will be an experience. As long as there's a self that is claiming the problem not existing for it, because that's the real problem. But when it doesn't exist as you, which is you're not that, then that four changes and it stabilizes to a state of not existing as you. Yeah? That's reliable. Then you can rest there. Yeah. So. And the non-duality is just really... Non-duality is not even a topic you can talk about. You can talk about duality. You can, talk, you can learn about what you're not. You can study about what you're not with the hopes that if you do, you'll lose interest in it because you'll entertain it's not you. And the only reason why you're so engaged with it is that it's you. <laughs> really. You're not going to really... The amount of attention and interest you have in your own head can't even be matched by the interest and tension you have with your children can. You may think 40,000 thoughts of them a day, but over the years, four zillion have been about you having the children. <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, if it was a deal to be it or to arrive there, the mental state will always take to arrive there because it will still be there to get the experience. But to be it exempts you from the the sense of self. That's why it's not that interesting for most people because they don't have any role in it. They didn't climb the highest mountain and sit for fucking eight months and stood on one leg or did this or did that. Basically, you just go to 7-Eleven, maybe the library, look for a latte, buy a pair of pants. It's really not a huge thing going on. And you can't lose it because you never had it, which is such a beautiful, beautiful solution. Because once you have something, the next thing you believe is you can lose it. And it's all about you. The thing that you had was all about you. The thing that you lose is all about you. You don't get it. It's always all about fucking you. Arriving, not arriving. So if you take out all the, the arrivings and the leavings, it's boring to the mental state. If that which is available at all times doesn't need, that doesn't attract any attention from the mental state, it doesn't want what's always so. It wants to have something to do with what's so. It wants to be the biggest ingredient in all the fucking dishes. And I'm telling you, just look at gravity. No one has been bitching about gravity today at any cafe in San Francisco. They've bitched about a hill. They've bitched about stairs. 
they bitched about this, they bitched about that. Yeah? But no one talks about the effects of gravity. And then there's people that are professors about gravity. They know, they've studied gravity for fucking hundreds, you know, months or whatever. They write books, they go, they're circus speakers. But all you need to know about gravity will be brought to you by entering an anti-gravity chamber. If you go into an anti-gravity chamber, you'll now know the effects of gravity by its absence. You will see the same thing with selfing you will realize the problem from the solution. You will see, when you get relief, you'll realize why the relief didn't seem available. Because you were fucking there. <laughs> like everyone tells you the party's great and you arrive and it sucks. Well, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Once you show up... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish it could work. I wish you could be there and get it. But it's not. It's an impossibility. Yeah. Because you, in a sense, are inherently absent. You're not a thing, nor will you ever be a thing. And it's in our absence that's the presence. When we're trying to be present by looking for presence, yeah, what gets emphasized is the absence, yeah then we feel lack and we want to do something, yes? I want to get high. I want to really, to me, shooting drugs was really, it was a sense of control. I was so concerned when I was younger, feelings happened to me that I couldn't deal with, like people dying. And as soon as I found alcohol and drugs, I could have a feeling in place before life hit me, hit me with any other feelings. It gave me a sense of weird control, yeah? Even though I was dying from it, it made fucking sense. I'm not going to let anyone sneak up with that to me with a feeling. I'm going to be I'm going to be loaded all the time. Girlfriend leaves, I'm loaded. Girlfriend arrives, I'm loaded. You know, fucking Jesus Christ. I tried to create a whole a, a state of of body and mind condition by shooting coke. I'm here to tell you it didn't work. <laughs> I was terribly mistaken. <laughs> and I'd love to save you time. <laughs> because I went as far as I could with it. I would match it to anybody. And uh, cannot transcend an imaginary place. You're making this up. You're dreaming right now. This is dreaming. We're in the midst of it. We're not the dreamer, and we're not the observer of the dreaming. We're dreaming. <laughs> this is, we're it. And it's so, we don't notice it because it's always happening. It's an activity that never gets interrupted. Yeah? It doesn't have a beginning point. All right. We're entering the dreaming. <laughs> no, we're, we're, there was no point of entering. There's no point of leaving. That's why we don't notice it. We're in constant activity, thinking we're a solid, separate, independent thing that can go, hey, I beg to differ. I'm going to observe this situation from an impeccable... No, you're in the mud all fucking day. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> so, yes, any questions? So in the recovery idea... Check it out. Check out what was presented. And all right, I want to say one thing too. If you want an example of the act of being identified as a self, 
look at how most people do an inventory process. So it's, it says self manifests in various ways and what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations and the next paragraph starts with resentment. All right? Now, if you read that statement that way, it sounds like resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. It's an expression of self. Not of us, but of self. Coming through seemingly us, but not of us. Yeah? Then why do we keep calling them my resentments? Why do you keep calling my fears? You're in the act of being identified as the self. Because you're mistaking its expressions as your expressions. That's a pretty big mistake, in a sense. Because you're looking at the problem from the problem. I had this in Ireland. I was just there, and this man came in for one day at this four-day thing, and he asked me, well, you always talk about you're not a body, but it's so difficult for me to get that I'm not a body. I said, well, yeah, as a body, it's going to be very difficult to get you're not a body. <laughs> what do you mean? I said, well, the brain is part of the body, and you're relying on the brain to tell you about being or not being a body. And of course it's going to say, no, it's very difficult not to be a body because it's based on its own fucking survival mechanism. Like the Course in Miracles says, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So if you're listening to your head, it's going to tell you it's going to be impossible to realize you're not a body when you're not a body. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a false authority, so to, so to speak. It's, got a, it's like a... <laughs> you know, it's like a car salesman, you know, selling you a car. He may be biased. He wants to sell the car. <laughs> Whatever. All right, that's it. Any questions? Does any of your work relate to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? I don't know that one. It's a scientific principle that uh, events that are observed are... Oh, totally. Yes, that's the dreaming, yeah, yeah. Yes. The observation is distorted by the... Ob no, the observed is distorted by the observation. That's, that's perceptual dreaming. So we give everything all the meaning it has. The Course in Miracles has a lot about that. So in a way, we're dreaming. Yeah? Now. Yeah? So when we're talking about it as if it's a topic, we're actually in it while we're talking about it. That's the irony of it. Yeah? And we're distorting it right now by talking about it. Yeah. But then that's cause and effect. So what about cause and effect? Mm -hmm. that, that indicates the cause and effect. That, that the observer can shift what's observed. No, to me it indicates dreaming. That's all. Because what's observed is the, obs is the observing. It's seeing itself as something other. Yeah? There's nothing that's observed, but it's the observing that projects an observed. Okay. That's dreaming. Yeah, like at night. Okay. When you're asleep, you're dreaming, yes? You're projecting everything. So is there, there is no observed without the observation of it. It's the dreaming is projecting the dream. Yeah? Yeah. There's some scientists who say that the universe is simply a hologram, a projection. 
They're getting closer and closer all the time. But the thing with, I believe, humbly again, <laughs> with science is you're never going to know the knowing. Yeah? So they're, they're taking knowing to know everything, but they can't turn it on the knowing of everything. See, that's, it's, that's actually a great spot, because then the system fails, and that's how it succeeds. Yeah? So you end up being all there is. Literally. Follow it. Follow everything back. You're at the end of the line. Constantly. The seeing, what's seeing, what's aware, what's awareing right now, Take everything back. It always goes there. Yeah. You can take a sound back, go all the way back to the closest sound you seem to have in this location, geographical. Something prior to the heartbeat, to the blood moving, through the breath. Let's say a vibrational sound. Yeah? And yet there's something that, there's not something, there's a hearing of that. It's like the closest sound you can ever bring back to what you think or where you think you are, and what and you're not there if there's a hearing of it. There's an awareness that's hearing it, yeah? That can't be heard. That which is hearing everything can't be heard. And it's not the body, obviously. The body isn't hearing that. The ear isn't hearing a fucking thing. You could have a perfect ear, and if the light goes out of the body, it's not hearing anything. If you could take it, do an ear transplant, which they probably can now, put it on a live body, it would hear. It would facilitate hearing. The ear is not hearing. It facilitates hearing. Being, awareness is hearing. Awareness is seeing. Awareness is feeling. Yeah? We're calling... It's like, uh, do you blame the radio for the music it's playing? Do you? I mean, you hate rap. I hate that fucking radio. It's not the, <laughs> the radio just plays whatever it picks up. We transmit and receive all day. There's no person that's greedy. There's greed expressing through people. Yeah? Greed is the dominant thing, not the person. There's more greed than people here. How many, ask, how much greed has been expressed today in this planet, in a sense? Tons of it. Yeah? We're like almost like little instruments, and there's winds that want to play and make and hit a note, and they have to play through a certain instrument to get that certain note, and sit. therefore they do. If this instrument's taken over by alcoholism, it's going to play a very similar note to someone else who's been taken over by alcoholism, which, with the obsession itself, it will escape the people who are suffering from alcoholism to see the commonality of it all. They'll keep thinking they're so fucking unique, and they'll call alcoholism their alcoholism, which it isn't their alcoholism. It's alcoholism. Yeah? But we'll privatize it, and then, oh, I, and have no, not get the real relief that's available when you see, how could these thoughts be mine if you have them? How could they be mine? How could I be the sole proprietor of thoughts that everyone's having? That's the relief. It's this uniqueness and specialness. That's the tar of the selfie. That's the fucking sludgery. You're not seeing the familiarity, the commonality of it. And therefore, you don't see the commonality of the solution. Which is, you are the solution prior to the activity of acting like you're the problem.
Yeah. And you just rest there. Why not? Why not rest? That's the appropriate thing to do. When you hit the last answer, the appropriate thing is stop and rest. And see what happens. And you'll know the tree by its roots. You'll have relief. So, there you go. I'm going to hit that button on. Thanks.